You wanna know what a worry? But, but, wait, what? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. You told me before that you don't did tell not me what I told you. I don't to tell North me what Carolina. I told you. No, I will not stand for this. I will not stand. You're for right. This. You're sitting for it. I am currently sitting, sitting for and it. I'm not standing up for this. That was aggressive. You got to get a little bit less Why? aggressive. It was nah. good. It was good. Mm. No, it's not aggressive. It was enthusiastic. Eh, some might call it enthusiastic. Others might call it slightly aggressive. Hello and welcome <laughs> to Cast Royale. The Clash Royale podcast for casual Welcome to Cast Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. I'm Rob. And I'm Joe. And this week, we're back from vacation and still catching up on everything that's happened in this game. Bada bada, boom. Boom. Feels weird to be back, man. So weird, dude. Like, episode 45, can you believe it? We took a two-week break and we are back. I feel super out of it, but I'm so excited to be back. I think it's actually a three-week break. No, was it? Yeah, because every other week, we're, we're, there's three weeks in between an episode for the listeners. That's a longer break than I ever want to experience ever again. <laughs> you didn't like it? No, I felt you like loved it. it. I know you loved it. I, 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 I kind of liked it, right? Like, not, like going on vacation, not having to worry about anything, you know, no responsibility to kind of get an episode out. But at the same time, there was like this void in my chest. Like, there was a void in my soul. <laughs> I just wasn't complete. <laughs> Without doing the podcast yep. and talking to everyone and like just talking with you and connecting on what was going on. And there was so much stuff that happened over the past two weeks or three weeks or four weeks, whatever it was. Over our long, long break. Boom. It's funny that you were worried about not being able to talk to me about this game when you were with me on vacation for four days. Yeah, that's true. But like, we don't talk about the game the way that we talk about the game on the podcast when we're together. Like, I feel like when we're when we're recording, no, we talk about other games. Correct. Like when we're like Pokemon Go and stuff. But like when we're talking about the podcast, we're like talking about our weeks in the arena and then like all the news and stuff and like everything else that happens. But when we're together, we, we just like we kind of like glimpse <laughs> over the game. Yeah. No, uh, the clash conversation is only appropriate via podcast. That's what we've decided in our relationship. Boom. So. Uh, yeah, we're back from Florida. Um, and before we get started, uh, we just wanted to make a quick mention. Obviously, there's a lot of commotion going on in the news with the two massive hurricanes that have hit the U.S., um, one in Texas and one in Florida and obviously the entire Gulf area. So we were just in Florida. We have friends, family and listeners in Florida. Um, and in Texas. So we just wanted to let everybody know that our hearts go out to everybody that is over there and we hope that everyone is staying safe. Yeah, that's right. I mean, as Rob mentioned, Harvey and Irma were no joke. Obviously, they, they hit our country. They hit the Caribbeans, you know, separately. But, you know, the Gulf Coast in general has just been hit really hard. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a terrible thing to see. But it's also great to see the community, you know, the U.S. and the Red Cross and just everyone kind of come together. And, you know, we wish nothing but, you know, a speedy recovery to everyone. And our hearts and prayers go out to everyone that's impacted. So um, you are in our thoughts. And boom. All right. So on to a lighter note. Lighter note. 
I moved. Yeah, you did. Where are you now? Did you move to North Carolina with me or like, where are you now? You wish, bro. You wish. I do kind of wish, but it's fine. Wait, is this a moment? Are you going to admit that you actually wish this? I mean, I, I might say I wish it, but I don't actually mean it. So I'll just tell you, yes, I wish that you were here, but I don't actually wish that you were wow. here. But I kind of do wish that you were here. So like, I think I'm lying about the fact that I'm lying. So when are you coming down? <laughs> You're lying about lying. What, how, what does that even mean? Well, <laughs> I was always taught that two negatives make a positive. So this, in fact, if so facto, would mean that you should come to North Carolina. Boom. Well, yeah. So anyway, I did move. I moved uh, a little further south in New Jersey. Uh, so still in the same state, um, but a much, much nicer apartment. So should be good. Uh, the girlfriend got a new job, so that's the reason for the relocation. So uh, looking forward to the next year. Super happy for you, man. Hopefully the new apartment comes with pizza places all over the place. Boom. <laughs> Lots of pizza places. We have two Sal's, two Frank's, and one Luigi's. And cheeseburgers, right? You need cheeseburgers. Otherwise, what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, there's McDonald's and Burger King everywhere. Right? <laughs> that's all you need, dude. <laughs> that's all I need. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so uh, one other quick thing that happened, uh, it seems like a lifetime ago because we did an episode three weeks ago. Um, we did a YouTube thing. Yeah, we did. Set up a YouTube Magoo tube thing on the Mega Knight Challenge. Rob and I, for the first time ever, we did a YouTube video together, both on one screen. You can see both of our faces. Be sure to check it out. Since we went on vacation, literally like three days after we recorded that 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 YouTube video. We haven't put anything else up there. And since we're back now, uh, we do hope to put up more of those videos, whether it's me by myself, Rob by himself, or us both together, maybe doing some deck spotlights or that, you know, that sort of thing moving forward. Um, so be sure to check it out. Head over to youtube.com slash podcast. Boom. Joe, I got a really funny thing that we should try and do for the YouTube. Tell me. We should play our games, but you don't see us. You just see our dogs. Wait, like, like Riley and Mia would be on the camera, but you and I would be playing the game, so it would look like they're playing? Yeah, we'll hold the phones up with our hands, but they'll be in the camera. <laughs> uh, it's amazing, right? I know. I just came up with that right now. So when your dog rockets my king tower, then I can just put the cry emote out, or, or I can laugh at you or something. And then it's no longer boom, it's just woof. Woof, I like that. So wait, I have a question then. Would you, here's my question. Would they play well or would they play like dogs? Dogs would play. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's the intriguing part of this idea. We'll just have to wait to find out. To be determined. Dog battles. <laughs> TBD, don't worry about it, but it's definitely going to happen. Uh, I, I've just decided. Boom. All right, so on to more important things. How has your week in the arena been going? Week's been okay. I don't know. I, I feel like for me this week, I haven't been hitting the, the arena too, too much, right? Like the ladder. Um, I've been playing a lot of challenges. I'm playing a lot of 2v2s, um, a lot of friendly battles, but I haven't really delved too deep into the ladder. I've made a couple of pushes here and there, but I'm currently sitting around like 4,400 trophies. So pretty good. I guess when the season got reset, I got brought back down to um, 4,300 trophies. Uh, but I really haven't climbed too far out of there. I, I'm, I'm probably at like a 50% win rate, kind of like win two, lose two, win one, lose one. Uh, so I've made pretty slow climb. I'm still using the Mortar Mauler deck. Um, I am super, super close to getting my rocket to level 10. So 
within, I think, like 15 days or so from now, I will have a level 10 rocket, and that's going to be such a huge upgrade for me because with any kind of cycle deck, the, the, the rocket itself can just be such tremendous value at the end of the game. It's like your closer, like your drop the mic, walk right. away kind of moment. Um, so that's what I'm looking forward to, and that's what I'm, that's like my current, my, my short-term goal, let's call it. That's a good goal, man. Uh, my, I only have five out of 800 rockets in order to get to level 10, so I'm very far away. Um, but I do have the ability to upgrade either my ice spirit or my arrows to level 12. I just need a little under 7,000 more gold. For the mortar mauler? Yeah. What do you think? What do, what do you think I should do? So hands down, I would definitely do the arrows. Yes. Uh, that's what I was going to say, but I want to hear your opinion as to why. So the ice spirit is really good, right? It provides really good value. It's a great control card. But at the end of the day, it's not killing any troops differently at level 10 versus level 11 or level 11 versus level 12, right? The arrows also won't do this. Like the arrows won't kill anything differently, right? If you, I guess if you get your arrows to level 12, they'll kill level 11 archers. But at the end of the day, how many level 11 archers are you facing right now? Probably none. Not many. What that does is it allows you to have more tower damage, direct tower damage, so that you can kill your opponent over time by attacking their troops and their tower as you go across the game. Combine that upgraded arrows with your log and your potential rocket, and you've got yourself a Hail Mary end of game win at least once, you know, maybe over a, a week span. So it's totally worth it. No, I, I completely agree. Uh, the, main, the main thing for me was the damage and the, the spread of the damage and where it went. Um, I, I agree with you. I don't think that the Ice Spirit does a lot of damage, especially when you get it to level 12 anyway, but that's not really what it's for, right? That's what you were saying. It's really a control card. The only thing that I'm going to be annoyed about is that I, I still won't be able to get my little tiny ice spirit all the way to a level 12 archer tower, which it dies every time. Oh, dude, I know. I know. I know. I know. That's actually a really good point, right? Like people underestimate the value that a single ice spirit can do in terms of tower damage, for just one cost. If it's the same level as your opponent's archer towers, or king tower, whatever you want to call it, it can make it to the tower and deal, I think it's like, if it's level 12, they can do like 126 or so damage to the tower. That's huge for one cost. That is such a high value. But the problem, like you said, is if it's one level below, it won't make it there. So I'm with you. It's probably really frustrating because it feels like a wasted elixir if you throw it down. Yeah. But like you said, it is tremendous value once you get it there. So uh, hopefully that'll be uh, my next card because it'll just be about gold at that point. I already, have, I already have the cards. And that'll be the last card I needed the Mortar Mauler to get to level 12. Boom. Triple boom. So while we were away, a lot of stuff has been happening in this game. You could say that again. A lot of stuff has been happening in this game. You did it. You actually said it again. <laughs> well, I will just say this. I concur. I agree with you. So much stuff happened in this game and I couldn't keep up with it. Good. So where do you want to dive into how many things have been happening? Let's start off with the 9 million different challenges that happened throughout the course of this, I guess, this time frame. And can we just start? With the beloved 
CCGS 20 win challenge that we... Yes. It's been so long since it happened, but I need to get this off my chest. Let's do it. I'm ready. This, do I need to play like somber music for you? Or do I need to play like uplifting music? Or is this a no music kind of statement? I think this is a no music kind of statement. All right. I'm, I'm good with that. Less editing on my part. So Supercell gave us this 20 win CCGS challenge, right? It was like three weeks ago. If you got 20 wins before you got three losses, you qualified to make it potentially to the CCGS fall championships. When we last recorded our episode, I was at like 16 or 17 wins. And while I was streaming on Twitch one day, before the end of the challenge, somehow, someway, live on Twitch, I made it to 20 wins. So I qualified for the CCGS bracket play. I eventually made it to the top 32 players of one of the days and literally lost my very first bracket play. <laughs> like, you couldn't have gotten me into the top 32 and out of the top 32 any faster. <laughs> I literally tried to poison a hog rider. I tried to lightning a tower and two archers. I tried to poison a P.E.K.K.A. I was so nervous. There were so many things, so many feels in my body that I just couldn't handle it, dude. I was not supposed to be where I was, and it was so wow. apparently obvious. <laughs> wow. Is it so... Okay. Um, hmm. I want to I wanna tread these waters carefully here. So, um, do you think that it was because you were nervous, or do you think that it's truly only and I say the word operatively only, your skill level. Nah, dude, like, I'm, no joke. No, like, all kidding aside, I was so incredibly nervous. Like, I had no reason for being in the games that I was in. Like, yeah, getting 20 wins is obviously a huge and tremendous accomplishment. I was super proud of myself, but like- You should the, be. At the same time, I also knew that I wasn't supposed to be there. Like, I knew that, I got lucky with a couple of my matchups and like my opponents made some mistakes and I was able to take advantage of them. But I also knew that they, that these people that I were playing against were just so much better than me in reality. And I think just like knowing that when I was in the clan that I was playing against, you know, with the top 32, there were like 17 people watching my game. Dude, I've never had more than like three people watching my game. And oh, by the way, I know they're all from my clan. These people are all just like, a bunch of pros that are way better than I am that I was just, I was like, they're going to criticize every move that I make. And of course I like poison a hog rider right, right. and lightning a P.E.K.K.A. Like it's going to do anything at all. But you know what? To be honest with you, like it was so fun. I had such a great time. I never really got down at myself because I was just trying to have fun with it and make the most of it kind of thing. I knew I obviously wasn't going to qualify. So I was just trying to see how good I, like how high I could get and, just try and share it with everyone on on the podcast but like to be honest i had such a great time i'll tell you dude though like it's so much different than like just playing in a tournament with like your friends where you know it's like a safe environment everyone's friendly <laughs> and like you no, just these, have some these, fun these people are out for blood oh they're out for blood it's like cutthroat man like and you could tell like <laughs> the ccgs is going on right now i mean they're going through their elimination phases and you know certain players are doing way better than others but you might see a couple of these games and i i'll just put this out there right because like I'm not terrible at this game. I'm, I'm by no means really good at this game either. But 
like these people that I played against just absolutely destroyed me. But sometimes when you look at them play in CCGS, they're getting wrecked by other players that are just as good, if not better. Think about how good the pros that play this game are. You know what I mean? Like there is such an exponential like difference between us that I, I could never even imagine. I, I don't ever want to be that good. Like I just, I want to be casual and I just want to have fun when I play. <laughs> like it's just too, it's too nerve wracking for me. Yeah, I feel that. I, every time you talk about it, it immediately, like a battle between two people that are of that caliber just immediately brings to mind the battle between Neo and Agent Smith at the end of the Matrix trilogy. It, it's just like beating each other up in the middle of the air and there's just a storm cloud over them and they just shoot rain every everywhere there's lightning coming from fists like it's just it's ridiculous that's a very good comparison because like those they don't make mistakes and that's what, like these people that i was playing against they don't make mistakes and i was just like i can't keep up with you guys like i'm making mistakes every play did you uh did you do the uh plan c at all oh every every game i did plan c automatic <laughs> cry emote i was like oops cry face oops cry face because like i was losing it's not like i'm taunting him or anything yeah. i'm just getting wrecked <laughs> yeah no, I, I, I could appreciate that. Um, I can't believe you went through that entire story. Granted, this was just at the beginning, so I don't fault you for going over it quickly. But I can't believe you didn't bring up the fact, because I'm sure there are people that don't know this, that when you played live on Twitch, you got disconnected. Oh, dude. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot about and that. And you still won. Yeah, so so how, how it worked was I was live on Twitch, and I got to like... I'll make a long story short. Somehow I wound up getting to like 19 and two, right? I think I was 19 and two. So um, I was, I started my next game. And when I started my next game, I was either going to win for the 20 wins or I was going to lose and obviously like lose the challenge and be done. And keep in mind, this is the moment where Joe announces to the public that he wants people to watch his Twitch stream. He texts me. He tweets about it on our Twitter account. He lets everybody in the discord know. So everybody goes to watch this game, right? So everyone goes to watch the game and there's like 180 people on Twitch watching me live and I click <laughs> and I click, I click battle and all of a sudden, literally 10 or 15 seconds into the game, I lose connection, completely disconnect. My internet cuts out and I'm on my Wi-Fi. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, this cannot be happening right now. My Twitch stream cuts off, right? My battle is done. Everything's frozen on my game. I'm like, no, 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 no. So I go into my app. I get off the Wi-Fi. <laughs> I like exit out of Clash Royale and I have to go back in. So like there's 20 seconds of wow. 20 seconds of me just like not being in the game. I get back in the game and there's literally half health on both of my towers. Half health on both oh, of my towers. Man. Oh, man. No. I was like not like this please not like this and i don't know how it <laughs> happened dude i got one tower before he was able to get both of mine down so i wound up winning i was super excited i can't believe i forgot i forgot about that but it was oh man it was it was not i'll call it it was not a smooth run but it was a very a very fun run <laughs> well i dude it gives me anxiety you just telling me that entire story because obviously i was at my friend's beach house while it was happening and i was obviously watching it live and then when you got disconnected, the Twitch stream couldn't come back up because I know you were focused on playing. You're like, I got to win. I got to play. I got to win. I got to play. So like, if you're going to win, bro, 
you win 19 and two with a 25 second disconnect. That's how you do it. Boom. Drop the mic, walk away. Boom. Let's go, baby. <laughs> I, I am extremely impressed. That was very, very cool. Ah, thank you so much, dude. Like if you tried to tell me to do that again, I wouldn't be able to ever do it again. So I don't know how it happened, but I'm just super excited that it did. I'm proud of you. Thank you, man. Boom. Boom. So other than CCGS, because we're going to we wrapped up that saga with that ridiculous story. um, We had a handful of other challenges. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I know that we had a very simple rocket challenge and also a giant skeleton challenge. I I don't remember. Yeah, we did. And man, I got to tell you, the giant skeleton challenge, epic card rocket challenge. It's a rare card. We I think we had the mega minion challenge at one point, too. Yep. That's another rare card. The fact that Supercell continues to do these random one-off one-day challenges where you just need six wins in order to get, you know, I think it's like three one-time rewards is just super impactful, right? The issue that we always run into with this game is over-leveled common cards. And the fact that Supercell is giving us more different and easy ways to get rare and epic cards is just such a beneficial thing to have in the game. and. If you haven't already, you need to be taking advantage of it. It's free cards if you can get a few wins. Even if you don't get all six wins, it's beneficial because I think if you get two wins, you get five rares. Four wins is 10 more rares. And then I think if you get the sixth win, you get 15 more on top of that, right? Plus you get a chest and you get rares from that too, right? So at the end of the day, these these things are just so awesome. And, you know, I can't wait to just see more of them. I think they cycle through a bunch of cards, you know, over time. So um, hopefully it just helps more and more people kind of level up their decks. No, I agree. I I love seeing stuff like this in the game. And like I said, I think I I mentioned this a a while ago that I want to see at least one of those types of challenges in the game every single day. I think that that's really, really good for the game. Yeah. No, I I couldn't agree more. Like, like, Like we said before, as long as they're cycling through these, it can't really get boring and you know if they have another challenge going on then fine you don't have to have this one but this is a great way to kind of fill that space where other things aren't going on and it's just an easy way for people to kind of help themselves if they have the time throughout the day to just jump in and play a couple of games right and if you're just waiting if they cycle through every card eventually like and you're just you know you you don't want to waste your gems on the 10 challenges that have been happening over the last 10 days, but then the one card that you need comes up, of course you're going to use your gems for that. So like, it's a great way to get those cards. Right. But don't forget, dude, like even if you have the gems, right? Like they only cost 10 gems. It's not even like they're charging you a hundred gems to get the stuff. It's almost like they're, they're handing them out to you. It's like, it's like stealing candy from a baby. It's so simple. You know, (laughs) even if you have to try 10 times to get six wins, even if you don't get six wins, it only costs you 60 gems. It's like, it's such a no-brainer. Uh, nope, I completely agree. Um, so speaking of challenges, since we said that this was like the three weeks of challenges, uh, we also had a couple of special events that happened. Uh, the first one being the ramp-up challenge. Ramp-up challenge! Dude! So what, what did you think of this, man? Ramp-up challenge is such a unique style of play, right? This was the first time that we ever saw this. I, th- I think we saw it in like an, an OJ Woody like YouTube video where they like maybe talked about it or something like that. But this was the first time that we ever saw it in action where the first minute of gameplay, it's in like single elixir time. Second minute of gameplay, double elixir time. Third minute of gameplay and overtime switches (laughs) up real fast to triple elixir. So this is like, 
the craziest game mode and I didn't really know how I felt about it. I felt like it was I felt like my issue was that I couldn't keep up with when things were changing. Like I when it was mm-hmm. double elixir, I felt like I was still playing like it was single elixir. When it was triple elixir, I felt like I was still playing as if it was double elixir. So I always just kept like leaking elixir all the time. Yeah, that's actually a fair point. Um and I don't remember specifically because I was just in it when I was playing. Um did it just change at every minute? Did it announce it when it made that change into like the next time frame? I don't remember if it announced it, but I know for a fact I think maybe you saw like 2x and 3x on the screen. Um, okay. But, but if not, I mean, you, you, you wound up, I mean, it, it was very clear on the bottom of the screen when you saw the, the elixir going up tremendously fast. So, um, no, that's a good point. Um, I was just, I was just thinking, you know how like, uh, before something goes into overtime or at least when the, when the game is finishing, right, it does a 10 second countdown, right? Maybe they do a five second countdown to each change in the elixir change yeah that's not a bad idea actually right like five four three two double elixir five four three two triple elixir yes exactly that yeah that'd be pretty cool actually what kind of decks did you find worked best in this mode because like i felt like i did decent in this challenge but i definitely didn't get the max wins and i felt like i was never gonna get it um and i I wasn't sure like whether cycle decks were the best or if beatdown decks were the best or if like controlled decks in general were the best i i I couldn't figure it out did were you able to kind of have a little more insight on that well i definitely think that um there were a handful of deck archetypes that played well um but i think the ones that destroyed me the most or at least i played against them the most would be just heavyweight decks um real big decks that built a huge push in the back mainly including uh, the golem and the Pekka. Yeah, that's a really good point. I, f- I feel like I did play a lot of those as well, but did you, but I, I don't know, like a, a part of me just feels like those could easily get shut down by like an Inferno Tower or an Inferno Dragon, but maybe that wasn't the case. Did you play against those or did you use that kind of deck? Well, when I, I mean, when I first started, I just figured that as I, I usually go into those types of things using the one deck that I know, which is always the Mortar Mauler right now. But then when I go in there and I play the first game, if it works, it works and I keep going. If it doesn't work, I usually just try and use the style of the person that beat me um, and then kind of switch the deck from there and kind of tweak as I go along. But while I was going, I definitely saw many, many golems and many Pekkas. Yeah, I wish I would have picked up on that sooner i i feel like now that you're mentioning that i feel like i i did i got steamrolled by a lot of golem pekka decks and you know that i didn't know how to beat it right because like in my mind right now i'm like oh inferno dragons and inferno tower should beat that real real bad right but i guess if they have a lightning and a and a and a or and or a zap then that kind of just changes that that real quick right the dynamic is definitely different i mean what are you supposed to do if the person is able to cycle through two golems and then a pekka or two pekkas and a golem like that's you could have two inferno towers down but like you said if someone has also has a lightning right and then they throw in a an e-wiz in their deck and then you know you've got three different things that reset the tower or the inferno dragon it's like all right well what do i do now oh yeah it's over and that's a good point right like if you think about it, the beatdown type archetype is just super good in general. Even if you just have like single elixir into double elixir, right? But when you add triple elixir mm-hmm. to that, it's just devastating. I, it might as well just be infinite elixir. Right. And I, I guess the biggest reason for me is that like the more elixir that you're generating, the more 
value you get out of these huge units, right? Because if you're using squishy units, those squishy units all die together to AoE type spells or troops. So you're throwing out 15 right. elixir, but they're all dying to like one simple troop or spell. So, you know, I, I just, to, to your point before, I think the really heavy decks really allow you to get that value when you're, when you're dealing with a lot of elixir. Yeah, I agree. Um, so any other thoughts on this challenge before we move on? Cause we do have some other stuff we want to bring up. Nope. That's it. All right. Um, so we also had a very special 2v2 Mega Knight draft challenge. Yeah, we did. Dude, this 2v2 challenge, tell me how you felt about it. I think I, think I love this challenge, but I also, it hurt my soul a little bit. Because I didn't get the nine, I think you had to get nine wins. I did not get nine wins. I got eight wins. And I think if you got, I think if you got nine wins, you would, I think you got like a legendary chest, right? Correct. And I really, I, I, I wish that you could pull the Mega Knight out of that, but it wasn't guaranteed. Yeah, no, definitely not guaranteed. Um, super awesome challenge. I mean, at the end of the day, you could either choose to pick the Mega Knight to be on your team, or you could give the Mega Knight to your opponent. Now, not always though, right? Because sometimes it, the, the choice was given to your opponents or your teammate so sometimes you didn't even see it in the draft um but i just thought it was really cool right because i think a lot of people didn't get a good chance to play with this card during the regular mega knight challenge and this kind of just gave it a free form mentality right like you didn't have to use it in your deck previously when you did the mega knight challenge you had to use it in your deck the 2v2 draft challenge it didn't have to be in your deck you could have just played against it and i thought that that was a pretty cool um a pretty cool thing and by the way, dude, the fact that it was draft was so cool because it wasn't like, oh, I know there's a Mega Knight, so let me just throw in a P.E.K.K.A. Oh, there's a P.E.K.K.A.? Let's just throw in an Inferno Tower. There wasn't a meta, and it was just so much fun. I actually, I, I agree with you. I have a handful of thoughts on this challenge. Um, so first and foremost, I loved it. I really did. Um, same as you. But I think I loved it for, for a slightly different reason. So first of all, my main thought is this challenge was a little off kilt because it seemed like the team that got the Mega Knight as one of their cards usually, not always, but usually won the challenge. Um, especially if you lucked out and you got two Mega Knights on your side, that that was a, that's a serious luck of the draw. But if that were the case, I just look at it like this. If I got a Mega Knight or I got my me and my teammate got two Mega Knights, then it's gonna be a ridiculous match, and I'll take the win. But if the other team got a Mega Knight or two Mega Knights, I really looked at it as an awesome challenge to try and counter this card because it was a great time to try and practice, especially since you had another person to kind of assist you when you were maybe making mistakes against this card. Yeah, dude, no, I, I totally agree. Like, like I said before, I think with the, with the, with the regular Mega Knight challenge, you were forced to play with this card, which means that you were forced to play against it, right? But it was very easy to counter it because you had a P.E.K.K.A. That card is obviously countered by P.E.K.K.A. because you were just kind of going with the meta. But if you don't have a P.E.K.K.A. in your deck and you have to figure out new ways to kind of counter this card, well, then a draft is a good way to practice that, right? <laughs> because I agree. Even if you make a mistake, like you said, your opponent's there to kind of help you. So, um, you know, to be honest with you, dude, I, I felt like I did get wrecked by the Mega Knight, and whenever I could choose him, I, I, I would. I don't think it's because the Mega Knight is necessarily quote-unquote overpowered. 
but I do think it's because I'm just not good at countering him yet. Like, I think there's very good ways of countering him, and I, I know that because when I use him, other people counter him very well. I'm just not good enough right. at doing it yet, and I think it just comes with practice. It comes with learning his mechanic. He has a really unique mechanic in the sense that he's not just dashing like the bandit to one card and dealing damage to it. He's literally smashing and doing crazy amount of AoE damage to everything in his path. Um, right. And it just takes some time to get used to. Well, we'll talk about a little bit on how to, how to counter him a little bit later. Correct. I also really liked that when you finished and you didn't win, it only cost 10 gems to join. Yeah, this was like super awesome, right? Because I don't, I don't have a lot of gems to begin with. So for me, all I wanted to do, I didn't even, to be honest with you, dude, I didn't even care if I got the nine wins. Like getting a legendary would be awesome, but I didn't care. All I wanted to do was just continue to play with the Mega Knight or against the Mega Knight. I just wanted to practice nonstop and I just did. And no matter how many times I played, I couldn't get nine wins, but I didn't care because I was just having so much fun learning how to get better against him. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I agree. I really, I really like the card, but we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, I want to get through the fact that 2v2 is here, and it's here to stay, and it's glorious. It is glorious. And oh, by the way, did you pick up your two free magical chests? Are you kidding me, dude? I couldn't believe <laughs> that Supercell gave us two free magical chests. When they tweeted about that, I know. and I went into the game, I looked at it, and I was just like, bruh. Purchase, purchase, done. Drop the mic, walk away, boom. I couldn't even hesitate. I didn't even hesitate. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a really big surprise and very generous of them. So uh, not that they have to do that a lot, but when they do do it, that, that was something that was totally unexpected and greatly appreciated. Super unexpected. The gesture was very much appreciated. Um, and, you know, it's things like that that just, it, it shows that Supercell is in it for the community. Like, they know that people spend a lot of time in this game they know that people don't want to spend you know not everyone wants to spend money on this game and everyone can use a magical chest right i mean like let's be honest so fair give them one that's awesome give them two bada bada boom all right well uh speaking of the topic that we were talking about before uh the mega knight is out and how do you think that this card is faring in the arena right now I mean, personally, I think that it's, I think it's a really good card to have in the meta. Like, I, I think it shakes things up a bit. It's a tank. It's got AoE splash damage. It's seven costs, just like Big Mama Pekka. But, you know, it's, it serves a very different role and a completely different purpose in, in a deck. Um, you know, I, I don't know when we're going to do a, a quote-unquote card spotlight on the card, just because I don't know enough about it yet, but there are very good ways to counter this card. And I think if you look on Ash YouTube, um, he has a whole bunch of videos on like best ways to counter the, the, the Mega Knight himself. And he also posts so many things on Twitter, like little screen recording clips of him playing that show like very simple and cheap ways, cheap in terms of like elixir cost, ways to counter the Mega Knight. Like he used a three cost tombstone and a one-cost Ice Spirit, and effectively defended against the Mega Knight, which is a seven-cost card, and took no damage on his tower, and oh, by the way, was able to activate his King Tower. It was amazing. If you haven't seen it, look for it on YouTube, check him out on Twitter. 
do whatever you got to do, but figure out how to make it work. Because I, I can't do it myself, but I wish I could. Yeah. So um, my impression is I agree with you. I love the card and I definitely think that it has a great place in the arena. So let's talk a little bit about how to counter it. Because you said you didn't really know what to do. Well, right, because I have no idea how to effectively counter it. And I, I feel like I, I should know how to, but whenever I play against it, I'm just not quite getting it. And this card just destroys me. So do you know how to effectively counter it? Because if so, I would love to know. Well, I mean, I know a little bit. I can't say that I know much more than you, but obviously the biggest thing you want to do is make sure that this card doesn't go anywhere. You don't want it to use its special ability because once it does, it's going in the air and it's slamming down doing its AoE. So best case scenario is to just keep it distracted on the ground so that way you can just pummel it with a bunch of troops at the same time. Obvious counters to this card, which I actually didn't realize a while ago until recently, the Inferno Dragon is great against this card because its beam continues to do damage while it's flying in the air. So if you're in situations where you need to keep this guy bouncing around, you can use things like a knight, a mini P.E.K.K.A., even your giant P.E.K.K.A., um, but you can use little things too. Don't, don't, don't think it's weird to throw down like skeletons, right? I mean, it might sound strange, but I'm, I'm effectively taking care of it with a Mortar Mauler deck, um, and all I really got is skeletons and a knight. So if I don't have my knight, I'm going to drop my skeletons, especially if this card is going to get off the ground at some point. I'm going to try and keep it still, and if I can't, I'm going to make sure it bounces around away from my tower, if that makes sense. You know, that does make sense, but I think the thing that you mentioned there is that the Inferno Dragon kills it even while it jumps, and I think that's a really good distinction when you talk about the, the Mega Knight versus the Bandit, right? Like, they both have quote-unquote dash-type effects. Like, the Bandit has a, a dash, the, the Mega Knight has a leap. The difference, though, is that when the Bandit dashes, she's completely invulnerable. But when the Mega Knight leaps, he is not invulnerable. He can die to a lightning, an inferno tower, an inferno dragon, any spell, anything, a sparky hit, anything that can kill it will kill it before it actually kind of is in the air and actually lands, which is, which is a pretty interesting mechanic, right? Like it doesn't operate like the bandit, even though it functions in a similar capacity. I really like its distinction, though, because like you said, even though it's similar, it is different, and I think that that can be a serious drawback. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that having similar cards that have similar mechanics but different functions is really important, right? Because it adds diversity to the game. It doesn't allow a card to feel overpowered. It has its own little nuances, its own power mechanics, its own you know weaknesses, we'll call it. So I, I think it's really interesting. I love the card. I, I love what it's doing to the meta, and I can't wait to see how it continues to shake things up. I know, me neither. Um, so, do you have any more thoughts on this card? Not right now. All right, so speaking of the meta, we have a meta check. Meta check. Hot off the press from our boy Devin, Lord Christmas, he has given us the most recent meta check and what's been going on in the arena, especially with all the balance changes that have happened over the last month and the introduction of the Mega Knights. So, Joe, would you like to take us through these? So let's just dive right in. I'm gonna give you eight cards 
that have increased their use rates. And then I'm gonna give you eight cards where their use rates have been decreased. And then let's talk about what we think about that. Are you ready? I am ready. Rate increases. The Bandit, the Bats, Mm -hmm. the Electro Wizard, Harada! Boom. The Ice Golem, the Mega Knight, the Princess, and the Bada Bada Boom Rocket. Ooh, of course. Not surprised, actually. So let's just talk about those increases real quick, okay? The Mega Knight, obviously a very powerful card. I'm not so sure that I would call it quote-unquote overpowered yet. I think it can feel overpowered because, like we said before, people don't know how to quote-unquote truly know how to counter it yet, right? I will admit myself that I don't know how to effectively counter this card yet. So when I see it dropped on the map, I almost sometimes do think it's overpowered. But I think it's because I'm not good at it yet, not because the card has a has a flaw, right? Right. He is huge, he is tanky, he deals great amount of area damage. You can't really distract him with, with squishy troop units like from far away. You kind of have to drop things right on him. Fine. But he is impacting the meta in a big way and he's causing a lot of change to the meta. Now let's quickly talk about the underdog. The thing that no one talks about. And that's the bats. Mm-hmm. At two cost, five bats... They do more damage than a mini P.E.K.K.A. does per second. Sure, they die to a zap, but guess what? Not everyone runs zap. So, enter the princess, which also had increased use rates because the princess does directly counter the bats. Not once, but multiple times, even if they are cycled. Makes perfect sense. So, what else does that tell you? Maybe that the Electro Wizard and the Ice Golem are both also seeing increased use rates because of the bat's use rates. The Ice Golem kills the bats when it dies upon death. So if the Ice Golem is defending against the bats, it kills all five of them upon its death damage, so long as it's the same level, right? Right. The Electro Wizard kills all of them upon spawn or kills one or two of them per attack, depending on how many of them it's targeting. So it's really interesting to me to see how these eight increases somehow relate to one card, not all of them. You know, the Hog Rider doesn't get into this, but and the Rocket doesn't either, but you know, we just, we just mentioned five of eight cards that are all impacted by the bats. <laughs> and it's kind of crazy. And, and what's even crazier is that two of the ones that aren't impacted by it, the bats actually counter. Right, like the Hog Rider is countered by the bats, and the Mega Knight is countered by the bats, and actually on top of that, the Bandit is also countered by the bats. So, well, also the the bats and the Electro Wizard combination is a great counter combo for the Hog Rider, and we've seen a huge increase in the Hog Rider play. So maybe playing those two together, you're seeing that uh, take place in the arena now. Right, so it's interesting how like these eight cards all interrelate. Like the Ice Golem can be countered by the Bandit. The Electro Wizard can be countered by the Bats. The Electro Wizard can counter the Hog Rider. The Mega Knight can be countered by the Electro Wizard and simply an Ice Golem. The, the, the Bandit can be countered by the Electro Wizard. It seems like these eight cards are all interchangeable in some way, shape, or form. Um, it's, and then you just land a rocket in there for massive amounts of terror. And just say, boom.
<laughs> maybe the maybe the rocket is coming up because people are uh, <laughs> uh, not figuring out how to counter the the Mega Knight. Yeah, that, that's a good point. And I think you know the other thing we didn't mention. We mentioned the Mega Knight. We mentioned the Bandit, but the Bandit is one of those cards that if you have a tank in front of it, it's tremendous and it can give you crazy good value, right? So if you have a Mega Knight, oh, and a Bandit jumping around, leaping across the map, and dashing everywhere, it's like. How do you stop that combination? So I'm sure there's there's even more intricacies and 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 different rocket relationships. Yeah, right. Just <laughs> rocket it. There's a whole bunch of different relationships between those eight cards that are causing them to be, let's call it shine in the current meta. Um, but you know they're all different in their own way. They just kind of relate to one another when you put them on the map together. Um, right. Now let's very quickly talk about eight cards that have seen less use rates. The baby dragon. The Elixir Collector, the Fireball, the Giant, the Golem, Inferno Tower, the Knight, and the Log. Interesting. It seems like beatdown decks themselves are taking a little bit of a beatdown. <laughs> the giant, the Giant is going down. The Baby Dragon isn't being used as much. You know, the Fireball isn't being used as much. The Elixir Collector itself, which helps beatdown style play, isn't being used as much. And that might be because the rocket is just more prevalent, right? Like if you're having hmm. more rockets, it's harder to get pumps out. But what's the explanation for the log? Do you think maybe because more people are using bats, so the log is not a great counter, obviously? I think that that's the direct correlation, right? Like people are using the Electro Wizard, they're using the Princess. And the other spell that they'll be using, it's not shown in the, in the top eight cards, but it's the zap, hmm. right? Like people are switching from the log to the zap because the bats are just such a tremendous card. They add so much value to your deck. If you don't run the ice golem for two cost, the easiest way to kill it is with a two cost zap. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, if, if the log used to be the best card in the game, the, 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 the number one spell used in every single deck. And at this point, if it's not able to kill effectively bats, it's, it's not doing the job that it needs to in order to, to get the job done. So I think people are seeing less log which makes, I think there's so many things that we're not talking about right now, but you can't talk about everything, right? Like less logs means more goblin barrels, means more goblin gangs, means more stabby goblins. Um, you know, I, th there's a shift in this meta that has just been so refreshing and I'm still trying to figure it out. I think this meta check shows a lot of it, but it's just eye-opening and it's crazy how one card can come in along with the balance changes and just shake things up so much that you just see like you know eight to ten cards come in and eight to ten other cards go out it's like a 20 card swing you know what i mean yeah no i agree and i definitely think that the meta check has shed a little bit of light on how the balance changes have uh otherwise stirred up a slightly stagnant meta totally agree i couldn't agree more so Devin, thank you so much for the meta check. We couldn't talk about everything because there was just way too much to talk about with all the data. We tried to highlight the key things, but if you're interested in the meta check, be sure to check the show notes. We put the Excel file with all the numbers, all the data in there. If you have any questions, let us know and we'll try and respond. Boom. Boom. So we got something fun coming up. Are you ready? Am I ready? Are you kidding me? This is what I live for. I live to boom it or move it. Yes. Are you Reddit? Ha ha. 
Oh, that was good, dude. I see what you did there. And you must be referring to the <laughs> to the Reddit post that we were talking about before. Yeah. Why don't you explain what we're doing this week and why I made that weird pun? Fine. So recently, Supercell did an Ask Me Anything or quote unquote AMA with their dev team on Reddit, where basically anyone could ask them anything and they would search throughout the questions to respond to everyone and let them know a little bit about what they were working on. And oh, by the way, a lot of the things that they've been working on are related to the new game update that's coming out in October. Yes. So we're going to be doing a boom it or move it section on five of the items that they discussed in the AMA. So are you ready? I am ready. Number one, Supercell is going to be introducing quests into the game. Boom it or move it. Boom, 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 boom. Dude, quests. I want daily quests. I want I want quests where I every time I log in every day I get like a streak and I get a free chest the first day and I get coins the second day and gems the third day and I want quests where I can play with a giant and win and lose 5 games in a row and get a get a get a quest completion. I want to accomplish things whether it's winning or losing and that's what I'm that's what I'm looking forward to. That's the win right there and I completely agree with you. It's all about having a goal and an objective and that's what keeps people playing and it gives us other things to do in the game. So I'm right behind you with the boom it on that. All right, so let's move on to the next one. Supercell mentioned that they are going to be introducing new game modes. Something totally different than we've ever seen before. Boom it or move it. This is a total boom it for me. I'm always looking for new things in the game and different ways to play. Um, and I'm very, very intrigued on how different it could be because we already have many different ways to play this game. I totally agree. I think there was some talk that it was like a mirror mode or something like that where like you play against the same person with the same deck that has the same cycle as you. What? So you can't claim that they're, you know, oh, they got their elixir collector before me or oh, they got their archers before I did it. You have the same card, so it's just kind of who plays the, the deck better. You know, I don't know exactly what it's going to be, but as long as it's not like five on five gameplay, I'm super excited for it. So I'm going to boom it. Maybe it'll be soccer royale. That would be so funny. <laughs> that was the first thing that came to my mind when they said something totally different. But yeah, I'm sure it's not that, but that'd be cool. Um, number three. Are you ready? Ready. Supercell is obviously going to be introducing new cards into the game. Boom it or move it. Oh, I'm booming this one, dude. I mean, we've got two new cards that are on their way out, right? We've got that like flying balloon type thing. And then we've got that like flying machine type thing that, that they're still coming out. We, we, we've seen pictures of them on YouTube videos, but we haven't actually seen them in the game yet, right? But aside from that, when the new update comes out, we're probably going to get new cards again that are going to be released over the course of a few months. Mm -hmm. I cannot wait to see what these things are. If the Mega Knight himself, plus a little bit of balance changes, can shake up the meta as much as they did, like we just talked about with the last meta check, I can't wait to see what happens. Like we always say, fun, fresh, balance, variety. These are the things that keep the game awesome, intriguing, less boring, a little bit less stale. I want more of them. Bring them on, Supercell. Boom. Boom. All right, so let's jump into the next one. Supercell announced that they are working on a new arena. They haven't said whether it was going to be in the next update yet, but it's something that they're currently working on. Boom it or move it. 
Uh, this is a total boom it, but I don't think that I'm going to be playing in this arena unless I'm doing like a friendly challenge or something, because if I had to guess, the only place that this arena seems like it could fit is between the legendary arena and Hog Mountain, because there's, a th there's an 800 trophy gap between those two arenas. Yeah, that's a really good point. I, I, I never really thought about it until then, but... I would love to, whatever this thing is when it comes out, I want to play in it. So I will friendly battle nonstop until I can just play in it. <laughs> I hope it's underwater. That would be ridiculous. But without like an impair your ability to see the cards, like if it's in the ocean, like how does the knight walk? Does he swim across the map? I don't know, man. SpongeBob never had a problem lighting a fire under the ocean. Well, that's true, Rob. Or islands on the ocean. Maybe a beach would be cool. Like maybe, maybe instead of being like an island, maybe they could just be on like a beach. Like imagine if like, imagine if like the night was just chilling, like sitting on a beach chair, like taking a tan and all of a sudden like the baby dragon was coming <laughs> over, like spit, sipping a margarita, spitting, spitting fireballs at him or something. That'd be pretty cool. Like he's like, oh, hang on guys, got to defend this, uh, my tower here. <laughs> Put my margarita down. That <laughs> Yeah, him and his uh, him and his handlebar mustache. I I actually think that that would be really cool because then they could introduce um, like sand elemental troops. That would be amazing, right? Like a sand spirit. I don't know what it would do, but it sounds cool. And then they could also have like a sandstorm spell or like a quicksand spell where like it just eats up a troop or something. Yes, I like the quicksand thing. That's good. I'm gonna put you in quicksand. You ain't putting me anywhere. Right. Okay, let's wrap this up. We've got one more. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. The last one is Supercell has said that they have no vision for 2v2 competitive mode. Boom it or move it. Dude, I boom this one till no end. The 2v2 in theory would be a cool competitive format, but at the same time, 2v2 is the only current format in the game that is just strict casual play. It was built for casual feel, it's the only place you can go to not spend gems and not have to worry about trophies. I love playing it. The only thing I wish that it did was just cap troops a little bit better and that the matchmaking was just slightly different. But if that's my only complaint, I'll deal with it because I don't ever want this to be competitive. The only way that I'll be okay with this being competitive is if they add a different, absolutely casual game mode to the game. Until that happens, this should be that, that mode. I completely agree with that last statement. That's that's exactly the way that it should happen. If they do change this to be competitive, they need another form of a casual mode. Are we straight boomits this time? Oh my gosh. This is the first time. Yeah. Wow. We And we both agree that they're all booms. You know what they call that, Rob? When you get five straight booms? You know what? I don't know what they call it, but I am so curious about what you're about to say next. You're going to be upset when you hear it because it's the Penta Boom. Oh, I should have saw that coming. <laughs> Come on, dude. I pretty much gave you. I was like, I was like giving you a bone here. You didn't even take it. I even said the number five. I thought you were going to make a joke or be like sarcastic or something. But nope, you you went the direct route A to B and I should have seen it coming. I apologize for any inconvenience this may have caused you. <laughs> it's OK. I I. I accept your apology, and I would love to move on to some chest openings. Chest openings! All right, so we have a handful of chests. What do you got? I've got a crown chest, a clan chest, 
and a big dog. Ooh, I have exactly the same thing. So, let's make a decision now. Would you like to do the clan chest first or the crown chest first? Let's do the clan chests. All right, so I'll go first, as per usual, uh, and it's a level 10 clan chest. You ready? Ready. All right, here we go. 1,620 gold. One bomb tower. Not not a good start. <laughs> One lonely little bomb tower. Yep. Two three musketeers. Okay. 25 goblins. Stabby goblins? Stabby goblins. Not too shabby, babby. Speaking of goblins, 39 spear goblins. Really? They kind of just want you to make a goblin gang out of those. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, 24 heal spells. Now that's pretty good. Except for nobody uses that card anymore. But yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> well, it's good for me leveling it up. And I like this card. Boom. Now this is really good. Even though I don't really need them right now. 176 arrows. That's amazing. What do you mean you don't need them right now? That's Mortar Mauler, baby. I have enough to upgrade to level 12. You can never have enough, dude. You need to shoot for the stars here. I'm shooting for the arrows, actually. Nice, Rob. That was clever. Very quick and clever, that was. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, can I do my last card now? If you must. I, I need to in order to continue. Here we go. Three witches. Witches are okay. Not a bad chest. Not the best chest. Yeah, I I like the savvy goblins, like we said, because the, the, the zap is being used more. The bomb tower and the, the three musketeers are a little bit floppy. The the heal spell's okay. Eh, not the greatest. But yeah, overall, not too shabby, babby. Alright, my clan chest. Level 10 clan chest, here we go. Seven cards, 1,620 gold. Ooh, starting off good here. 28 bats. Nice. Someone heard you. Someone somewhere heard something. Yeah, they also heard this one. 46 Tesla Towers. Ooh, no. That's a big problem. <laughs> it is a problem. Big problem. 59 Goblin Gang. Wow, it's like they heard you say that they wanted me to make a Goblin Gang, so they were like, you know what, that's a great idea. Let's just give Joe a Goblin Gang. I know, right? Next card, 13 Barbarian Huts, so that's that's a flop. Yep. 14 Fireballs. 107 Cannons. Ooh, three Cannon Carts. I think I like that. This isn't a bad chest, actually. That's good. That's so much better than the cannon. I feel like the cannon card is, like, super underrated. I think it's pretty good. I don't use it that often, but it's because it's not level 4 yet. But this allows me to get... If I get one more, it's level 4. So I'm, I'm super excited. All right, so you're up. All right, crown chest. You ready? Ready. 587 gold. Four gems. Four gems. Very good. That is good. Especially since I usually get two or three. I'll take four, though. Hey. 
I only got two bats, so we need to talk to Supercell about this whole brother handing out card thing. They gave you enough bats to call them bats, because if they would have given you one, you would have had to call it, I got one singular bat. But this time around, they called it two. That's, that is a fair point. Eleven zaps. Zippity zap, don't talk back. <laughs> Eight wizards. Not bad. And 61 stabby goblins. So, another, uh, another good card. But an eh, crown chest. Overall, that's a B minus crown chest. All right, my crown chest, are you ready? I'm ready. 580 gold, three gems. So one less gem than you, sad times. <laughs> Two ice spirits, eight bomb towers, <laughs> 71 bombers. This is terrible, dude. And one bowler. So I got a lot of bees, right? I got... I got bomb towers, bombers, and bowlers. And that was just not okay. I didn't like that at all. The game the game is trying to say boom to you, and you just you aren't letting it into your heart at all. If it wanted to say boom to me, it would give me about 985 rockets. That's not the case though. That's a that's a fair point. I was gonna say one mega knight, but we'll take almost a thousand rockets. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was being a little <laughs> bit unrealistic, but it was just my hope. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little ridiculous. A boy can dream, Rob. It's true. So is that it? That's it. It's what I've got. I mean, I have a big dog. What's your big dog? My big dog is a magical chest. I've got a magical chest too. So that, you know what happens when we've both got magical chests. This is the moment. This is the moment where it could happen. Are you ready? If we both get a legendary... It only works if I get one, right? Because I'm going first. Right, so if you don't get one, then there's no chance for us both to get one. So if we both get one, I'm canceling my recording and I'm shutting my computer off. What do you say? No, I'm with you, 100%. The show's done at that point. Right, we've we've succeeded. <laughs> so are you, are, you, are you ready to end the show? I'm ready. Let's, let's see if it happens. All right, here we go. Uh, so, magical chest. 1,200 gold. 14 knights, five three musketeers, okay, 38 bats, nice, better than two bats, way better, now I have an even 40, speaking of 40, 40 bombers, <laughs> crazy, You're, you get, get ready to get your uh, ridiculous lap going, are you ready? 20 barbarian huts. Oh, I thought you were going to say bomb towers. Barbarian huts are barbarian huts are just as bad, I guess. But if you would have gotten bomb towers, I would have laughed even harder because you just laughed at me for that. I'm, sh I'm sure. And, uh, and you know what? I give it to you. You can give it right back. Five golems. And last card. <gasps> it's a princess! Oh! Awesome, dude. You got a legendary. Wow. I can't believe that that just happened. Dude, if I get a legendary, we're shutting the podcast down. Now I'm really scared that this could actually happen. I'm scared too. I was kind of hoping you didn't get one. <laughs> Me too. Me too. And I, I really wanted one, but I was like, I don't really want to stop the show. All right, I'm going to try it. Are you ready? I don't know if I'm ready for this, man. I don't, I don't think I could pull the cord. I'm trying. All right, here we go. Here we go. 
1200 gold, 7 cards, 1 mini P.E.K.K.A. Alright. 3 giants, 41 arrows, Mortar Mauler baby, 6 3 musketeers, 53 minion horde, I have 2 cards left dude. Oh no. 15 heal spells. Alright, you were you were really bad about that. Are you ready? Yes, I am ready. Oh no! No! Four executioners. Dang it! Oh no! I mean that's a good card, but no. Another episode in the books. Without us both getting legendaries, this was sad times. Yeah, well, it's half sad times. At least I got something. For you. Well, yep, that is that is true. <laughs> what can I say, Joe? Sure, I'm happy I did great for myself. <laughs> yep. So from my perspective, that was a pretty good chest opening. No, I'm happy for you. Slightly annoyed. Also kind of happy that I didn't get one. Otherwise, we would shut the podcast down. So one day it will happen. But not today. Not today. <laughs> All right. So with, with that said, let's move on to our deck spotlight. Deck spotlight. All right. So we are uh, running a little long. So I think that this is going to be a fairly quick deck spotlight. We just wanted to get this out there so everybody had a cool deck to try. And also know what deck Joe used in the CCGS challenge. Bada bada, boom. Boom. So obviously, you can tell who named this deck because it's called the CCGS Swag. <laughs> Wonder who made that one, Rob. Looking at you, Joe. <laughs> Looking at you, Joe. Joe silently raises his hand. Yep, exactly. So anyway, it's a 3.5 average elixir cost deck, um, and it contains the Battle Ram, the Log, the Electro Wizard, the Bandit, the goblins, the poison, bats, and the P.E.K.K.A. So, how did you do it, Joe? Dude, so this deck is super, super, super easy to play. The easiest way that I can describe it is that you cycle your cards until you see what your opponent's going to do. And the best way to cycle them is to use the goblins, which are the stabby goblins, and the bats. And when you cycle those, you simply put them behind your tower and you basically just split them up like on either side of the map, right? So that half of them go in one direction, half of them go in the other. Okay. At that point, if you're cycling, you're basically getting free troops on the map. At that point, your opponent is probably going to do something. If they decide to pump up, then what you do is you bridge spam them to oblivion. Ooh. And you literally drop the battle ram and the bandit along with those cards that you were just cycling before, and then you just wait to poison the pump and whatever they drop down to defend. If they don't drop the pump, and instead maybe they drop a unit or something like that, the best thing to do is to drop the Electro Wizard so that you can defend their push. The key with this deck is to not drop the P.E.K.K.A. too soon. The reason why is because in this current meta, a lot of people are using the Mega Knight. 
a lot of people are using the, the P.E.K.K.A. itself. And the problem is that if you drop your P.E.K.K.A. too soon, they can take advantage of that because they can counter you on the opposite side faster than you can regain control of that side, if that makes sense. It does make sense. So basically, the P.E.K.K.A. needs to be used defensively and should be used sparingly if you know it's a good time to defend with that card. Good times to defend with that card are, like I said, if your opponent's dropping a Giant or a Golem or a Mega Knight or a Hog Rider. Any of those cards that you know are going to be really good or really well countered by the P.E.K.K.A., that's when you want to drop Big Mama P.E.K.K.A. down. Otherwise, this deck doesn't require you to use Big Mama P.E.K.K.A. It can be a very fast deck. It's a 3.5 average elixir cost, but that's with a 7 elixir P.E.K.K.A. in the deck. So if you decide not to use that card and instead just cycle bridge spam, you can do that too. And the cool thing is that the poison and the log allow your battle ram to get to the tower. And oh, by the way, whatever they decide to defend with gets killed by your poison combo. The surprise factor in this deck is that people really truly underestimate the bandit's power. The bandit is so good. And when you're using the, the battle ram in a deck, people tend to focus on the battle ram because if they don't kill it, it just takes down their tower. It causes really big havoc on their side of the map. But in doing so, they sometimes forget about the bandit. And the problem with that is that if the bandit just starts dashing across the map, there's almost no way they can come back from it. Since the balance changes a couple of weeks back, her dash happens so incredibly fast. So one wrong move or one delayed move from your opponent, and your ban is getting tremendous value. The e should be used on defense like I had mentioned before, but if your opponent uses an Inferno Dragon or an Inferno Tower, you have to use your e sparingly. You have to use it on the same side that your Big Mama P.E.K.K.A. is going down. Because if you don't, Big Mama P.E.K.K.A. becomes a 7-cost useless card that literally gets eaten up and becomes a negative elixir trade for you. Yep. So with that said, play this deck sparingly. Play it really fast and cycle as best you can. Use the spells to deal damage to the tower while clearing the path for your Battle Ram and your Bandit. If at all possible, only use the P.E.K.K.A., Big Mama P.E.K.K.A., when you're defending against something that you know you can counter with that deck. For example, don't drop Big Mama P.E.K.K.A. down just to counter a little old knight, because I'm sure they've got something better in their deck for you to counter. It's <laughs> a fair point. Yeah, man, uh, this deck seems pretty cool. Yeah, dude, this, this deck was super good. It took a little while to figure out a lot of games in practice, but you know when you finally got it to click, it just worked out so well. Uh, in the current meta, it's obviously going to be a pretty good deck. It doesn't run the zap, which is, you know, unusual in this quote-unquote meta, you know, over the log. You know, if you wanted to swap out the zap for the log, you could do that. And if you wanted to swipe out the E-Wiz for the Ice Wiz, you could do something like that. Not recommended, but, you know, if you do swap out the Ice Wiz for the E-Wiz, then I would recommend swapping out the log for the zap because you need something to, to reset an Inferno Tower, an Inferno Dragon and that kind of thing. Yeah, that's a really good point, man. Good deck choice. So yeah, that's the deck spotlight. Hope you guys enjoy it. It's called CCGS Swag, because what else can you call it? Give it a shot and let us know how it works. Boom. Boom. So, we got some reviews. Are you ready? 
Oh, I'm ready. So this review is from Don't Need One from the United States, and they write, To Rob and Joe, the guys who make me smile. I recently found your podcast while looking through News Royale. I'm so glad I found it because it is my favorite podcast to listen to. I've enjoyed listening to you guys because I am a Clash Royale casual player, and listening to the podcast made for me is amazing. My brother and I listen to you guys together pretty often. You guys are absolutely amazing and hilarious, and your brotherly chemistry is hilarious to listen to. I wish you came out with new podcasts podcast every day. I love your continuous jokes and joyful vibe. You guys seem to know everything about Clash Royale and you are very helpful to me. To close this review, I'd like to say that you guys are funny but realistic about the game and honest about your skill level, which is something I love about you. P.S. I own a clan called Conquerors with two hashtags at the beginning and end of that. It's all Hog Mountain and above and it is approaching top 1,000 clans in America. Anyway, I could really use a shout out. Thanks for the wonderful podcast and please keep it going. Boom! Boom, dude. Don't need one. That was an amazing review. So much written there. Really appreciate the kind words. So happy that you're loving the, the, the podcast. And, you know, I think Rob and I try to be realistic about how well we play the game but also how much we don't know about the game right like our skill level is is ever so growing and we, we know what we know and i i think we know what we don't know as well and you know i think every day we just try and we just try and take from each other and from our clans and from the community what we don't know so that we can just learn and grow together uh i think i think if you're honest about what you do and do not know that's how you learn and grow. And, and, and that's just kind of like what we just try to apply to the, not only to the game, but to the podcast itself. That was beautiful, Joe. You're beautiful, Rob. <laughs> just kidding, dude. You're not that beautiful. <laughs> wow. All right. So um, huge shout outs to the other folks that left us reviews. Uh, big shout out to Ginger Ninja for the win from the United Kingdom. The Macho Cow from Canada. Pixel Wookie 99. LOL off JKXHH, DJH56. So many letters and symbols this week. Uh, how would you say that? Would you say fiber or fibre or filber? Fiber or fibre. It's not filber. Is it an L? Could it be F leber? Flubber. Flubber. Maybe it's flubber. You know who you are, right? And then we also got WWW and a bunch of symbols. So I'm just going to say this one's from the United States because... I hope you know who you are. And last, but not least, Mr. Troll Dune from Canada. Mr. Troll Dune from Canada. Boom. Thank you, everyone, for leaving us reviews. Like we say, every single episode, it is the number one way you can help us reach new people. Um, and we'd love for more people to find the show. So thank you so much for leaving reviews. Uh, it's been a while since I had to do that, so that was a lot of fun. And no patrons this week, but that's okay. If you would like to support the show, you can learn all the different ways that you can help support us by going to casrailpodcast.com slash donate. And that pretty much does it for this monster episode. Can we never take another break ever again? Yeah, that was a mouthful and a half this episode. I feel like I'm, I'm still out of it. It's been two hours of recording. <laughs> it's crazy. My throat hurts. My body aches. I'm tired. I feel like an old man here, man. I'm not used to this. We are old men, and we are so tired that we're not even going to go through our typical outro stuff. All the info that we usually say at the end of every podcast, you can find that information in the show notes. Bada bada. 
boom. Bada boom. And until next time, we will see you for another hodgepodge of everything. Hodgepodge of everything. Boom. Bye. Bye.